Coming up, today's guest is a past client and friend of mine, Joel A. Barnes, and he is the founder of Master Key Games. You'll discover how a small change on Google Play completely grew downloads, how to actually monetize on Google Play, and why setting a production goal is so stinking important. All that and so much more. The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Empower your influencer insights with the world's first real-time influencer search engine powered by machine learning. Go check out BoostInsider.com to learn more. Do you want an app development firm at freelancer rates? Well, check out b7dev.com and they can help you along the whole development process. Go to b7dev.com and let Haim know that Steve sent you. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young. You know what, Joel? It seems so weird because I always say the same thing. So it's like almost robotic. But this is the podcast where I bring on awesome people in the app space to tell their story so that we and I personally can get action-packed content to help grow my business as well. And today's guest, I've got to know him through the years and we got to work together, did some great work together. His name is Joel Barnes. He's the co-founder at Master Key Games. Check out all their games at masterkeygames.com. And the game that we got to work together on is called Sentence Master. That's on iOS and Google Play. So check out that app. If you want to learn English a little bit better, it is Sentence Master. That's the app. Joel, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve. Thanks for having me. And thanks for that great intro. Appreciate it. It's great to be here. (laughs) I felt like that plug wasn't as good as it should be, but I'll get around Uh, it. That's in my head right now. Like that plug sucks, Steve. No, you did very well. You always do really well. I appreciate your enthusiasm. It, it, it shines through and your energy. Well, thanks, man. Hey, tell us about how you got into gaming. Well, um, I, I live in Spain. I actually moved here several years ago kind of uh, as an adventurer, and I wanted to learn the language, and I wanted to try to teach English over here and see if I could – um, what I could make of it. And, um, I kind of just leaned into it and I enjoyed the culture and I learned the language and I started teaching and eventually kind of set up my own teaching, um, academy, my own English academy over here. And, um, I taught for several years and then I started thinking that, you know, teaching was great, but we were kind of reaching a limited number of people with all this knowledge that we were requiring about how to teach um, people to learn English better, or how to help people learn English better, really. We don't really teach as much as we kind of evaluate their skills and kind of design personalized training development programs for them to um, to do outside of class and then check in with us and we continue to evaluate and coach them. So, after several years, I kind of think started thinking I wanted to um, try to do that in some kind of different format and um, was thinking about maybe YouTube videos, trying to teach on there. I was thinking about maybe doing a podcast and then I was looking at what was out there and I kind of thought that, you know, a lot of this um, new education is just kind of digitizing textbooks and course books and just kind of spoon feeding things to people kind of like 
a traditional school, but just in a digital context. And I was like, mm, maybe that's not really, and there's a lot of people doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's not the route I wanted to go. And happened on some blogs, you know, about four or five years ago about these guys that were talking about casual game development and um, started reading and got interested in it and started playing some casual games, even though honestly, I'm, <laughs> I'm not much of a gamer myself really. But um they were talking about it, and it seemed pretty cool, and it seemed like a way to reach people. And I was thinking, hey, you know, um, the way people learn a language is by actually trying to produce that language. So if we can create an experience where we can gamify people trying to correct the major problem areas that they have in learning English, you know, people that we see across all levels and all ages, if we can make some kind of casual game out of that, that would be really, really awesome. And um, that idea just kind of developed in my head and came to life. And that's how um, I got into it. That's awesome, man. I love that when we were talking before we hit record, you you said about like focusing on product, like you got to focus on product. And one of the things you said that really stood out to me was, hey, I've been doing this for years. Like I think too many times we try to do something that's completely different and that's good. You know, like I like change as much as anybody, but you had this like knowledge about what actually worked in the real world and you brought it into the app form. That's exactly right. That's exactly what we tried to do. And we wanted to try to gamify that in a, in a casual, simple entertaining or what I like to call edutaining way. Yeah. That's it. I love that. Hey, what, let me ask you this on a personal level. I'm trying to learn Spanish. I'm just trying to learn new languages. I felt like, you know, for me, like as an immigrant in the U S all I wanted to to do was speak English and very well too. And that's all I was focused on. I didn't even care. I I like abandoned my old language too. And I was like, forget this only English. But now I'm like, well, you know, obviously it's important to talk to people in their own language and it means something because you know it could really bond to people and i was like oh man i gotta do that what's been like really effective in you picking up spanish besides just being in spain so um that's a great question and i i I traveled quite a bit after university and i spent a couple of years in asia and I, i spent a lot of time in in indonesia and i i picked up the language there by kind of just like talking to the local kids and playing soccer with them and trying to read newspapers. And, and eventually I got a, a little grammar book and, and read it, but mainly by kind of talking to people and making mistakes and watching what they say and uh, trying to improve that. And then when I moved to Spain, that's the um, exact same approach that I had here. I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't take any classes. Um, I had had some Spanish classes back in middle school in seventh and eighth grade. And I remembered how to conjugate the verbs basically. But basically what I did is I started reading the newspapers, even though I didn't understand, I forced myself to read it and try to look at the sentence structure and try to kind of understand that a little bit. And I knew some set phrases like, how are you? What time is it? What's the weather like? I, I knew some verbs so I could play with. And it was really just a question of trying and practicing and trying and practicing and making mistakes and paying attention to how people say things and analyzing in your head kind of, you know, how would you try to say this in the new language that you're trying to learn and then say it to someone or ask someone how to say it. And then in your mind, there's a lot of practice that needs to happen. Now, you need um, and then at the same time, watching a lot of TV, listening to a lot of the radio, really focusing in in an active way on the words that people are saying and how they use them. I like that. 
Hey, um, yeah, go ahead. No, I mean, there's some input that needs to happen in the beginning before this process can happen in such a, in, in like a natural way like that. So you definitely, you know, I think some of the like basic grammar books are good and to look into learning. What I would recommend is learn some set phrases like I'm going to do this. I did that. I like this. I want that. Where is this? Learn some basic phrases and then learn like 10 or 15 of the most popular verbs, you know, in that language, like to do, to go, to play, to want. And then try to learn it in kind of puzzle pieces so that you learn how the puzzle pieces function in, in each sentence. And so you, you know, you got the template of that fixed phrase and you can just change what the verb is and what the noun is. So, um, you give yourself a real quick, um, head start to the language. If you can do that, learn, um, you know, three or four things in the past, present and future, and then your verbs, and then try to increase the number of verbs, you know, increase the number of nouns, you know, and then you'll, as you learn, you'll become curious about, Hey, how in the world would I say next week? I'd love to, have sushi on Wednesday, you know, and then yeah. you, you just start trying. How do you say that? You know how to say that in Spanish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. La semana que viene me gustaría comer sushi el miércoles. Wow, man. That's really good. <laughs> it's not fast. I would have been like, da, 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 da. <laughs> totally slow about it. Hey, let me ask you this. Uh, yeah. So with Sentence Master, in particular, like, was there one thing that you said was really effective in your in-person teaching that you definitely wanted to have in the app? Like, this is something that really is effective. Absolutely. So one thing that we're always doing when we're with students is we're writing down their mistakes verbatim. So there's a log of the mistakes they've made at the end of each class, and then that becomes their homework. They've got to figure out what's wrong with the sentence and then try to correct it. Exactly what I was doing in Indonesia and Spain when I was learning, but I was correcting myself. I tried to create a classroom experience where we can accelerate that process of them learning what, seeing what they need to learn and how they need to learn it. So with Sentence Master, in all of those um, errors that these people make over the last 14 years of doing this, I noticed that word order is the biggest problem that people have. So I wanted to gamify um, them improving their sentence structure skills and writing sentences in the proper order because that's the number one problem people have. Now, when you were starting to build the app, did you were you able to test it out on your students as well? Absolutely, all of them. Nice. nice. And I would walk in. They knew we were doing it. I'd walk in. I'd say, hey, check this out. I'd just open it and put it in front of them. And um, almost, I mean, they'd all pick it up and start playing. And after like, seven, eight, 10 minutes, I'd have to like stop them from playing <laughs> and be like, you've been playing for 12 minutes. And they're like, what are you serious? And I'm like, yes. And I love it. And then some of the younger kids, we'd give it to them and they'd just play the whole entire class. We just wanted to see how long they would play and they would just play and play wow. and play and play. That's really great. Was there anything that you learned from building the right features or changing some features based off that exercise? Yeah, we learned we should uh, put the words at the bottom of the phone instead of the top, probably, just because it was easier um, for people to hit the words. So we switched that up. Um, people, 
a bunch of speech pathologists got in touch with us and said it was really helping dyslexic people a lot. But the problem was that it was too fast. They didn't have enough time. So they wanted us to give them an option to turn the time off. And we've done that. Um, I learned that people are really competitive and some people in the beginning, the words, when you hit them, they were animated and they regrouped to the center because my programming partner is a purist and he says that's just aesthetically the way it is best. And a lot of, a couple of people, several people said, Hey, when the words relocate to the center, it, it, I can't tap it fast enough. <laughs> I'm, I'm losing time. Uh. So please stop that. So we did that. Um, so little things like that. I love it, man. How do you balance between, you know, somebody asking for this new feature and then you saying we should build that out or we should not build that out? Um, it starts by talking to my partner and getting the feedback on kind of what the tech debt is and if it's uh, worth it in that sense. But to be honest with you, um, we're really interested in um, responding to the feedback of the players and uh, most of what people suggest to us, we're already working on. Mm. So we, um, it's something that our students have said. We hear a lot of the same suggestions from a, a lot of people. So it's, it's sometimes someone comes up with a new one out of left field, but we've heard a lot of them and we're already working on as many of them as we can. Love it, man. Love it. All right. The thing I want to get into next is talking about what I love this phrase that you said, Joel, is the big bummer. Here's a big bummer that happened during your app journey and how you've overcome that and done phenomenally well, especially on Google Play. So I definitely want to ask you about the Google Play ASO side of things. But before I do, I want to thank my first sponsor, b7dev.com. If you're looking for an app development shop and you're like Joel and you have this experience, real life problem that you've been solving for years and you're trying to transform that into the mobile app, well, check out b7dev.com. They're going to be the entrepreneurs, the visionaries app development firm so that when you get started, they can help you. One of the real cool features that Haim told me about is they can help you with the research. Who else is out there? What are they doing really well? And then what kind of core features can you build in that V1 to get you off and running so that you don't just become, what is it, scope creep and just become feature bloated and spend thousands of thousands of dollars when you just needed that core feature to go get running. It is the app development shop that I routinely refer people to when people ask me and I do trust them a lot. It is the letter B, the number seven, dev.com, b7dev.com. All right, Joel, so tell me about the tell me about this big bummer point in the journey. Well, you asked me about the biggest setback, and um, <laughs> what came to mind wasn't necessarily a setback, but yeah, as I coined it, as I referred to it as the big bummer, it was, and I don't know if it's selfish to call it that, but it was kind of, we when we first launched, we were launched in July of 2016. Uh, we launched Sentence Master on the App Store and Google Play. And really, the first five, six, seven months, there was very little to no response. I, we may have gotten a collective two, three, four thousand downloads in, in that entire period of time. So we were like, all right, well, you know, our students are loving it. We know it works. We're watching these people learn like almost in real time. So we know it's working. We, um, at least I, we never really verbalized this to each other, but I know at least I was thinking a little bit and I imagine that my partner was as well, but we never verbalized it. But so, um, we had had 
some ideas that we wanted to implement right after the first launch because we knew like right before we were about to launch there were features we wanted to get in there but we were like if we wait we'll never do it so let's just do it and then we'll update here uh soon so even though the growth was kind of flat or not stellar that first seven eight months we decided to implement some uh feature changes i don't remember exactly what they were right this minute and we decided to change some aso and on um, Google Play, instead of having the game called Sentence Master, we had it called Learn English Sentence Master. And this was about March of 2017, I guess. And um, it just started to grow like 100 downloads a day, 200, 500, 600, 800, 1,000. And it just started growing like that two, three thousand, four thousand, and got up around those ranges for a while. And, um, now we're probably down to around two, between two and 3000 downloads a day on, on Google play, but still, and that's more than almost a year on now. So, um, that, that tweak had a, um, a tremendous impact, which taught me the importance of, of ASO and using um, words that your students are going to be or your players are going to be looking for. So that was kind of the big um, change for us there. And then that just kind of rekindled all of these other ideas that we had because we we came together to work on kind of a suite of five games that we saw these five problem areas that we saw. And I think that's what kept us together after the flat growth is we had kind of agreed to do all of them and we were going to persevere. But once that happened and we started seeing that growth, it rekindled the fire of motivation and we got down to business. And since then we've launched four more titles. We've got a total of five titles in the stores right now. That's awesome. I love how you just committed to five before like not thinking because I mean, I'm going through this sometimes too, where it's just like, man, it's not going as I expected so much work, man, I just want to quit. But then you're like, okay, I commit to five. I'm going to definitely do five. And that's it. It really taught me to stick with it and experiment. Um, it's definitely important that the product resonates with the consumer, but you have to get that visibility to test that. And if you never, you know, so it's important to stick with that and keep trying everything that you can to try to get that visibility just to get a real test, you know? And then when we saw that that product did resonate and our organic results have just been so tremendous since then, I mean, our collective downloads between everything is over 700,000. Love it, man. Dude, that's amazing. Congrats on that. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. We're really excited and that's growing really, really fast. And, um, I mean, just last weekend, we got like 40,000 downloads, but we ran a couple of different campaigns. So um, it wasn't an average weekend. But yeah, it's growing really fast and organically. We've really invested minimal money in, um, I mean, zero paid acquisition. Well, that's not true. We've started spending a little bit of money on AdWords each month, and it's actually working really well and really inexpensive. Wow, that's really great. The the ASO, so that's all you did. You went from Sentence Master to call it like Learn English Sentence Master. Did you change anything else in the description, short description, anything like that? We were constantly experimenting with the short descriptions. I don't remember any key major tweaks. It had to have been the, the, the title. I mean, I think. There's one client that we were... I'm trying to get them to rank for, and it's a really competitive term, but they're not even ranking at all. You know, on Google Play, there's like top 50, 250, and they, I can't move them. 
And so I started playing around with moving that particular keyword to the very left of the app name, adding a little bit more to the description, short description and playing around with it. But it's a pretty brand, big brand name and I just can't get them to rank for this particular keyword. So don't know if you got any tips around that. Um, just what I've read from, from Google itself, whereas kind of like the, you know, use the keyword five times in the first couple of paragraphs and, and, and things like that. I don't really have any tricks or secrets to, to that. I think that, I don't know if we got lucky or we just finally put the right keyword in what it is. I mean, cause that's what our game is, is helping people learn English or at least English sentence structure. So, um, I don't think that's any, no big real trick. Run a lot of experiments, test everything, test all the time. You can, so why not? Got it. Love it. The, the thing I wanted to, sorry, go ahead, Joel. No, 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 I'm, I'm ready. So the thing I wanted to move on to next was how are you balancing the two? How are you balancing, you know, running your own academy through in Spain and how are you running, may I, being able to manage this app business as well. It's getting harder and harder. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. Eventually I'm going to, I do still do some teaching. I'm in the working with some students that I've been with for a long time that I love. And I love that. I love working with people in that capacity, but eventually I'll have to cut that down a little bit and I'll do, um, less teaching and more game stuff, but I don't think I'll ever really get out of the teaching part of it. Cause that's kind of what gives me the ideas. And we got a lot more ideas on the, coming off the back of these first five that we've already decided we're going to go ahead and roll out also. So, um, just working a lot long hours, although the work life balance is getting better. I don't work any weekends anymore, but, nice. um, long days, Monday to Friday. Nice. The, are you guys committing to another five or when you made that commitment to that first five and worked out so well, are you guys doing that same type of commitment? We don't have a specific number. I don't have, it's a specific idea. It's specific ideas that we want to roll out. Mm -hmm. We've got an idea for this area, this area, that area. And I haven't tallied everything up. And my, my partner says he has a couple of ideas too. So on my end, there's at least four, um, proposals there for that. And then I got to talk to him and see what his new ideas are. And we haven't really hashed that out yet, but it's, um, we, we've just agreed that we're going to do the next round of what we were thinking. And as we meet, we say, Hey, if we do more, this is cool. And over the months that we've been talking about those, some of those are going to come to life, but yeah. I haven't tallied it up. It's about four to six, I'd say. But all around the language learning space, you guys want to stick with what you know. Right now, yes, unless he has an idea that's outside the box. I don't know. But the ones I've thought of, yes. And then with new titles and then roll out all the titles in a lot of different languages. We just rolled out our first Spanish title, which is called Phrase Master, F-R-A-S-E. And it's Sentence Master, but in Spanish. Nice. So you've got the words unorganized on the screen, and you got to tap them to form a correct sentence in Spanish, and then it gives you the translation into English. I need that. I definitely need that <laughs> as I'm learning Spanish right now. <laughs> Check it out. I will, Check man. it out. People are, people are loving it. People are loving it. So that's kind of where we're going. New titles and then new languages, the same title in different languages. 
And then we have an eye towards the future future to do some other different stuff. But right now, this is in our wheelhouse. It's working. We're going to keep uh, rinsing and repeating. Yeah, I want to ask you something about monetization. So I'm probably, I like to talk about it more on the Google side of things just because iOS, I think we all kind of know how what works. And plus, you got some phenomenal success on Google Play. So what's really been working from a monetization standpoint on Google? Well, if you read around, everybody's saying rewarded video ads, and that's probably true for a lot of casual games. In our case, it's just static interstitials that are working the best for us, and then maybe short uh, video ads, but not like rewarded. It's more interstitials are working for us. Okay, so you're doing the interstitial video ads too, where it just pops up and starts playing as well? That's right, yes. Cool. Nice, man. That's going well? It's going really well. It's an area that we're starting to look at much more in depth, localizing ad networks to countries. And we've had a lot of people contact us that want to do some direct advertising, and we're going to start exploring that. But yes, that uh, revenue is growing very well. Yes, all our metrics are growing well. And is that what's the split look like without giving like exact numbers? What's a split look like between ad revenue versus just in-app revenue? On Google Play. On Google Play, let's see, last quarter, about one-fifth. So about 20% in apps and about 80% ad revenue. Really? And keep Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, okay. I see. All right. Yeah, of Is course. That, so Google Play, like that's where you're gonna have to monetize. Like nobody wants to really pay that much. But uh, yeah, yeah, okay. I thought it was. Funny. Is that low to you? No, Does I think that that's that's about right. Yeah. But keep in mind that our apps are expensive. Like Synthesis Master is fifteen euros. That's like seventeen dollars on Google Play. Wow. And Preposition Master is ten euros. So our, we came in high with our with our pricing uh, in the in the beginning to to see and where we we'll, to see test the market, and we're going to be experimenting with kind of localizing prices and localizing that to countries in the months to come. Okay, cool. Well, you got to come back and tell us what what you figure out. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Any other pricing tests that you've done that you can share? No, haven't really started. I mean, we've done some paid to free campaigns. We've done some with you actually, yeah. as you know, and those have had phenomenal results for us. But no, we haven't run any other pricing experiments, but that is something on the cards here in the next six months. That's what happened with that pay to free. Because I can say it and I'm like, oh, look what happened. But you, you can tell us too. Yeah, it was more. ridiculous. It was <laughs> it was absolutely ridiculous. Like we thought there was a like the barometer was broken. But yeah, so we set up the paid to free to run, I think on like a Thursday in August and we ran it and it got picked up by apps gone free by that blog that talks about free iOS apps for the day. And I don't remember the exact numbers each day, but over the course of that weekend, we got like 92,000 downloads. Yeah. Wow. And it just completely changed our world on iOS. And that was our big iOS moment. Whereas the ASO on Google play was our big Google play moment. And that just kind of kickstarted everything on iOS. And we submitted a feature request to them for that launch of Synthesis master. They didn't feature it then, but 
since then they've put us on every so often they put us on a category list or some page here or there, never a global feature, at least not yet, mm-hmm. but they, they give us some love here and there that'll give us peaks of two to seven to 20,000 downloads in, wow. in a day or two. Nice man. Uh, so that's cool. That's cool that they're, that they're kind of rotating through that. And you got additional ad revenue. Did you get, oh, actually, let me rephrase it. Did you get additional ad revenue through that campaign too? Did you actually, were you able to make some money off of it? Yes, we were. Our ad revenue, like more than doubled that, that time. And we've done two or three since then as well. And yeah, our, our revenue is up like seven times in the last, over the last, I don't know, 10 months. That's awesome, man. Congrats on that. All right. Hey, Joel, I want to, there's this podcast. I'm going to, I'm going to start this in 2018. There's some things I got to clear up, but it's more relaxed conversation. And one of the things that I wanted, so it's going to be a card game. There's going to be cards and we just flip a card and underneath the card is going to be a topic. So I'll, I'll pull it up to you and let's pretend I'm just going to pick a topic for you, but success. What does success look like for you? Whatever you kind of want it to be and manifest that to be, whatever each of our definition of success is, to me, it's about time and control over what I do and where I am and, and, and how I live and kind of not letting out too many outside influences stress me. But if I'm stressed, kind of stress myself. So it's being the master of your own domain to me is success. What about the future? What do you think about the future? I think it's going to be interesting. I like it. I think that we're going to all have to adapt and keep our eyes open and uh, work really, really hard and get creative. But I'm not afraid of that challenge. In fact, I like it and thrive on it. So I'm excited to see it. And then pet peeves. What are, what are some of Joel's pet peeves? I'm an organizational freak, man. I have to have everything in order or I can't like think like I can't work if my house is not clean or organized or my office or whatever. So that's my pet peeve. I love it, man. Well, is there anything else you want to cover before we hit the big finish? Joel? Not really. I think that's about it. Awesome, man. Well, this is great. So let me, before we hit the big finish, let me take my last sponsor, BoostInsider.com. That's BoostInsider.com. They've got three different products and I'll go through each one rather quickly for you guys. But Social Book, they've got Social Book. So if you just go to Boost Insider, you can find all this. But they are an influencer marketing platform where with Social Book, and I've used this, Joel, you asked a question before we hit record, but essentially with Social Book, you can, it's a search engine. So it's an AI powered influencer search engine. So if you're trying to be on a budget and you just want to work directly with influencers, influencers, you can go into social book, search for the type of influencers you're looking for, and then get their info. Like just like, you know, rather than having to guess their email address or anything else, social book will give you their engagement, the number of followers and their contact information. So you can literally just, I pay like $10. I got like five different influencers, 10 different influencers that I could work with that just email them. Hey, you know, can we do a deal? Here's an app, blah, 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 how much you charge. And they will tell you, you know, roughly how much they would charge as well. So it's a really great platform if you want to do it yourself. Social AdWords, if you want to do CPC-based influencer marketing. And then if you're like, hey, I got some money to spend, 
player, then you go boost agency and they'll run the whole thing for you. And they've worked some phenomenal brands. So these are like bigger brands who want an agency to run a social media platform, whether it's on Google, I mean, I'm sorry, YouTube, Tumblr, I think Instagram, they have some people as well. They will do it for you if you need the agency part. So it is boostinsider.com. Joel, this has been absolutely amazing, but let's go to the big finish. Give us one app, new or old, that we definitely have to check out. I am not too much uh, of an app adventurer, but one thing that I'm getting back into that I had left alone for a little while is the podcast app. And I'm listening to more and more podcasts and learning lots and lots of good stuff there. Is there one podcast that you listen to? Doesn't have, don't, don't, don't say this, but is there one that you're listening to right now? I'm getting back into Tim Ferriss. I'm listening to some of Tim's chats. Yeah, yeah. I like Tim's, I like Tim's stuff. I like the more relaxed conversation. I don't know if you know this, but I feel like, you know, certain podcasts, they always, this one, I feel like I have to always figure out like actionable you know, how to type of crap. But then sometimes I really navigate to more like conversations. Like if we can just have a conversation about whatever. And so that's what this new podcast is all about. Let's, let's talk about just real conversations, real life stuff in a way. I like that style too. Yeah. Cool. All right, Joel, what's the one takeaway that you want the audience to leave with? I would say make decisions based on data focus on product and don't throw in the towel too soon. I love it. And if the audience wants to follow up say, thank you for coming on the app that you should check out is sentence master. And they got phrase master two for the Spanish that I'll be using, but you can check out Joel's website at masterkeygames.com. All linked up in the show notes. Anywhere else you want to send them, Joel? That's about the best place. Awesome, brother. Well, thank you for coming on doing this. Thank you for letting me work with you. I'm glad we got, and I'm glad we get along so well as well. But thank you so much, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. I really appreciate you too. I can't tell you how much we've learned from you. Uh, Thanks, brother. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you at the next chat. Bye. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.